This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. We are so excited that Coach Charlie, Charles Melton, recently retired automotive instructor at the Clinton High School Career Complex is with us. I'm Liz Gill. Okay, folks. Oh, I should have had you get a drum roll, Michelle. Oops, too bad. After three years, AutoCorrect is changing it up a bit. Our previous host, Allison Walker, has moved on. You can follow her on TikTok. She just got a TikTok account, Michelle. And other social media platforms, you know she's the lady auto mechanic. But she's also started her own podcast called, wait for it, the lady auto mechanic. So we are excited that she helped originate AutoCorrect on MPB, and we wish her the very, very best in her new adventures. But we've got Coach Charlie. Hello, Coach Charlie. How you doing today? Glad to be here. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here, and we're so glad that you now have more time to come back and uh, be on the show with us. We snagged you a couple times when you were a, a working man at the Clinton High School, but now, man, we, we've got our hooks into you now. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's learn some things about you. So working backwards in, the, in, in May, in the spring, that you were with the Clinton High School's Automotive Technology Program. H- how long were you with them? I was there for 20 years. Oh, all right. And uh, we're calling you Coach Charlie because uh, you've, you've, you're, you're a coach of many teams. What, what all did you coach? Baseball, bowling, and some of everything like that. <laughs> Mainly bowling and baseball. All right, and I found out that your bowling team won six state titles. Six state titles. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so we're excited that you're with us. Okay, so let's let's talk about cars now. Our, our topic today uh, between your vehicle repair questions is that check engine light. What does it mean? What's it hiding? We're going to learn how to check that check engine light and why that is so important. So, okay, so for me, when that check engine light comes on, it's a lottery. Is it bad or is it really, really bad? Um... What what remind us what is that check engine light? First of all, we need to understand that a check engine light is telling you that there is something wrong with the vehicle. If it's something to do with the powertrain or if it's the transmission, climate control, it controls all that. It reads the computer. And as the computer reads something wrong, now the check engine light starts coming on. So is this a pull over right away thing? It's according if the check engine light is flashing. Oh, okay. If the check engine light is flashing, that means that's where all fuel is going down the catalytic converter. So, yes. Oh, okay. All right, folks. If your check engine light flashes, pull it over. Um, So, one thing that I've known from doing the show for three years is that uh, some of the check engine codes have to do with emissions, and it could just be that you need to tighten the gas cap, although my car doesn't even have a gas cap. It's just the, the door panel. But what are just, just other than the gas going down the catalytic converter, what are some other things that it could be with a check engine light? 
Well, it could have an engine misfire. That means where the engine is not uh, burning the fuel. And you got to think about a check engine light. It is for emission. It is telling you that your vehicle is not getting very good fuel emissions and you are putting out pollution. Oh, well, nobody wants to do that. We like to, we like to breathe healthy. We are talking about your check engine light. Our email address for any automotive question is auto at mpbonline.org. All right, Craig and Biloxi, you get to be the very first caller to welcome our new host, Coach Charlie, to the show. Craig, what's your comment or question for Coach Charlie? Hey, good morning, Coach. Uh, I was wondering if there's any practical way to bench test the main computer on the car or any of the components. And I have a few more questions. There's really not a way to bench test that computer itself because the computer has drivers, different type of drivers, if it's fuel drivers, if it's ignition drivers in there. So really it has to be monitoring those type of systems in the car. Okay. None of the components like like, uh, can be tested very practically either. So... Uh, okay, and how how difficult is it to get a ASE certification, and are you dealing with hybrids and electric cars to get that certification? Uh, yes, as the certifications, as the vehicles change, you will need to study for the ASEs by doing hybrids and electric cars. Now, in order to take and get the master ASE certification, it takes you got to pass nine different tests. And in the beginning, each test is about 50 to 70 questions. And then you research every five years, and then you had to do half that many in order to research. Okay, that's it for now. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Craig. We appreciate you calling in. Okay, help me understand his question because I didn't understand it at all. What is bench? press bench test a main computer what does that mean so what he's doing is thinking we're going to take the computer out of the vehicle and simulate things in order for that computer to see if it's reading them okay now atex is a company out of cincinnati that make models and they put those computers in their models and they have it all set up if you have injectors they have all that set up in their models so this is a sure enough mechanic would do this. This isn't even somebody who messes with their car would do this? No, this is a, you'd have to take it to a mechanic or something to do this. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, Liz, I have a question for Coach. <laughs> What's up, Michelle? So I'm just meeting you, and I'm fascinated by your teaching experience. Tell me um, about the students and how you guys recruited, and was it a huge program, and were a lot of students, was it a lot of females or males, or uh, in the program wanting to become uh, mechanics in the future? That's a good question, because we do have females that were in the class. I've had several females in the class. Now, it's, if you think about it, uh, mechanics or technicians are mainly a traditional male, but we did have a lot of females in there, and we had an average of about 35 to 40 students every year take auto mechanics, and uh, it was called automotive technology, and the students at Clinton High School, matter of fact, they have won like eight or nine state uh, competitions, and they went to nationals every year. And the competition, they build a car or build an engine? No, what they would do, they would take a new car, and Ford would bug that car, and they would have to fix that car. Wow. 
and interesting. You, That's very interesting. And you had about ten to fifteen thousand students all over the country vie for that. Okay. So. Cool. Very, Very cool. cool. Let's go back to check engines while we're waiting for our phone calls and emails to roll in. When one thing we learned from the show is that, you know, some people, I'm raising my hand, drive around with the check engine light on, but you have to be careful because then if, if you think you know what that one is and you don't get it fixed, but then maybe another check engine code could be sent and it's covering it up so what do you uh, what do you do if you drive around with the check engine light on you would always want to get that check engine light checked periodically even though that it's been on for a while you'd always want to get checked because if it's doing something with the engine or the transmission you need to know because the check engine light will come on with other uh, parts of the car all right if you've got a question send us your emails auto at mpbonline.org. We are talking about your check engine light. Is your car under recall? We've got a great big long list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. are listening to autocorrect our expert host is coach charlie charles melton from the clinton automotive technology program dynasty i'm liz gill can i say dynasty you can say dynasty <laughs> so you know you mentioned about the uh the well i don't know i think we were off the air when we mentioned tell us a little bit about uh some of the the competitions that uh, 
Clinton High School has been in and what they've won and how they've ranked? Well, Clinton High School, matter of fact, when I left in May, Clinton High School was the number one school in automotive in the state of Mississippi. Go Arrows! So, number one's cool. <laughs> but we have been ranked in the top 10 for the last 20 years in automotive. We have won with AAA Ford. They no longer have that competition, but we won that eight years in a row. And we won the state competition for Skills USA, and they still do Skills USA. All right. So if you want to find even more AutoCorrect, please listen to our podcast. It's on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. All right, here are the recalls for the week. And there's a bunch, so I'm just giving a little bit of details. GM has announced a fix for those Chevrolet Boat EV battery problems. The 2015 through 17 Kia Sedonas are recalled for an indicator malfunction. And if you don't know what that is, folks, that's the turn signal. Some people need to know how to use that. Maybe. Maybe it's broken. That's why they don't use their turn signal. But also, they also said that some Hyundai Sonatas have that recall for the turn signal. Hyundai's recalling 2017 Sonata hybrids and Tucson's for a fire risk. Ford has issued a recall for 2011 through 13 Explorers over a suspension issue. The 2020-2021 Ford Explorer and Lincoln Aviator Corsair SUVs are recalled for failing backup cameras. And Volvo S60s, S80s are recalled over potentially deadly airbag inflators. Various models beginning in 2001. So if you've got an oldie but a goodie Volvo, those Volvos, they're supposed to be last, weren't they? At least historically, aren't they built to last? They're built to last. All right. Good so vehicles. those Volvos, if you've got a 2001 or forward, uh, you need to double check if you've got a recall. And you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, NH. TSA.gov slash recall. I got called out, Coach, on an email because I said, and inputting your VIN number. VIN, VIN number is redundant. It's a VIN, but it's a number. But <laughs> so you need to find, uh, you can also use their Safer Car app. And just you just plug in your then information for your vehicles and those are the ones that you love and you're supposed to get a little ping whenever your vehicle oh we have a new vehicle to our stable family of vehicles so i need to add that one we are talking about your check engine light but that's just between your vehicle repair questions uh, you know you're driving around with your check engine light on but you know maybe maybe that's just me uh we are also taking your vehicle repair questions our email address is auto at mpbonline.org we're going to the call phones and we've got alan who's called in from raymond alan welcome uh, coach charlie our our new host and then tell us what your comment or question is oh uh, thank you take my call um it might be a little silly oh you took about check light but on uh, my mind i've been told to use a uh, hundred percent synthetic oil and I see 5W20, or I'm getting a mixed up for us. I think my car is 5W20-20W. 
but it's on the dipstick. <laughs> but um, I accidentally got the wrong. I got 30, but I brought it back. But what is the implication to use either one? Is one good for hot weather or colder weather? or And there's a zero. Uh, I, I just went to Costco and they had a zero. <laughs> A zero W dash twenty. Well, I'm not getting mixed up now, but I have a 2019 uh, Ford Focus SD. Okay, so you started talking about motor oils. Motor oils. Oh, yeah, yeah, motor oils. Yeah, motor oils are rated in viscosity, and that is the thickness of the motor oil, so it will flow through the engine. And every engine today are very. They you have very small molecules of oil according to how. It is rated. If it's zero, that means that the molecule of the oil is real, real thin, and it has to get up in all those little uh, micro spaces in the engine. Okay, higher the number, thicker the oil. Okay, and then if the oil is thick, it can't get into all those places it needs to get. And every manufacturer has a specific oil that they want to use for their vehicle. And it's been engineered for that type of oil. If you have a high mileage vehicle, you could go up on the thickness of the oil if you have a lot of miles on it. But in order for your vehicle to stay in warranty, you need to make sure you use the viscosity oil that they say. And now that W that you see in motor oil, that means winter. That is used for cold weather. Matter of fact, uh, they used to have just single-digit oil, like 30 weight, uh, 40 weight, 50 weight. Now you have like 0, 10, 0, W20, 0, W30. All of those are multi-viscosity, so it changes thicknesses with the temperature. Uh, Zero is like very new to me, but you know, like I I mentioned Costco, they only have so much stuff available, but... I've never noticed zero. Well, zero is Mercedes. Mercedes Benz uses zero uh, 20, zero W20 in their vehicles, and it's mobile one. Matter of fact, that's all they use unless they have changed recently. But uh, we got several Mercedes, and they use zero W20, and some of them use zero 10. Uh, Okay, I just got to stick to the one they got, and only one they have in mind. 20 is the mobile one. Yeah, use what your manufacturer has the vehicle rated for, and it usually says on the bottle of what vehicles it goes to or what it's rated for. Well, there must be a lot of people in Mercedes that go to, <laughs> they go to Costco then. <laughs> uh, they may do. So. Okay, thank you. Thank I, you. I have a question. It, it, or maybe it's too much. Now, go ahead. I have, well... When I finally could get a car, like Lincoln LS, to, uh, it was a 2000. Um, I had an engine light come on, and I went to a, there was a gas um, auto zone or something like that. They gave you like a little printout of three possibilities. None of them worked. I had a friend who kept going for the rear step because it was uh, heating. I, I believe the light was for overheating. I couldn't tell, and I ended up selling the car, which I wish I didn't do, but I couldn't get nowhere to fix it. Well, you always, you got to think about check engine lights. They read nothing mechanical. They, it's all electrical. 
So if it's reading everything electrical, it's reading the change in the temperature. That's why it read that it was overheating. All check engine lights have a parameter. Ford, GM, Toyota, all the manufacturers have a parameter that will allow the check engine light to come on if you go outside that parameter. Uh, you know, it has that on the lower left-hand side. It has that place you can plug in that little machine that he got. He made the printout. Right. That, is that is that the best thing to doing it? But the thing is, you got to know what that little, all those numbers, you got to know what those numbers mean in order for you to be able to fix the vehicle. Just say if you had a 301, a 301 is a number one spark plug cylinder misfire. So you had to know what they mean. Uh, okay, I guess I didn't go to the right mechanic then. <laughs> but then I end up going across the street to the dealer and says, wow, what do you want to fix this for? You can sell it. I said, well, after 329,000 miles, it was a great engine because I was using the 100% synthetic. synthetic. Right. Thanks, Alan. We, we appreciate you calling in. Okay, I want to clarify one thing that uh, Alan asked. Okay, you mentioned you need to use the correct viscosity for your engine that the manufacturer says. So that's the, the digits and the numbers and whatever. But what about... If you have an older car, can you switch to a synthetic version of that oil, or do you need to stick with what it came with? Well, all vehicles today, the oil is made, you can use synthetic or conventional, so you could change. It doesn't matter. Okay. All right. But you do... Can we ask one question? Go, please. What's the difference between synthetic and conventional? Conventional is uh, petroleum that comes out of the ground. Mm -hmm. And synthetic is made, man-made. Is one better than the other, in your opinion? And today, they're about the same. Okay. All right. Save a dinosaur, use synthetic. All right. Let's go to Oxford. We've got Gary on the line. Gary, we're so glad you've called into AutoCorrect today. It's Coach Charlie's first day as host, so welcome him, and let us know what your comment or question is. Good morning, and congratulations. I always congratulate anybody that's able to reach retirement from from teaching career, so thanks for your career. Thank uh, you. I've got a question about a 2004 Cadillac Escalade, and it has heated seats in it, and when you turn on the switch to activate it, it'll stay on for about four or five, maybe ten seconds, and then cut off. And it does it on both the driver's side and the passenger side. And so I was wondering if you knew what might be a possible cause or solution. Well, it sounds like that on the heated seats, they have a uh, thermostat uh, underneath the seat in order to uh, have the temperature, to regulate the temperature. And I would go up and check that first because you know it's not power because it's getting power there. So I would check that, see the thermostats are connected or they're bad because they will go out. Is that like a, a module or something it's that a, would be replaced? Yes, sir. It's a module underneath the seat. Yeah, we did too. I see. Okay, no quick fix that uh, uh, that you're aware of. Now, nah, there's no quick there's no quick fix for any of that heating system under those seats. Okay, well, thanks a bunch and enjoy your retirement. Okay, thank you. 
Thanks, Gary. Oh, heated seats. I was talking to my sister the other day, and we were talking about things we could not live without, and heated seats has now gone to on her list of things in a car. Well, you think about heated seats. Seat, uh, heated seats are made to stay on high for so long, medium, and then low, because what it does, it gradually takes the heat down so you don't burn up your bottom <laughs> okay <laughs> oh my goodness uh, and uh, uh the car that has entered our family has heated seats so i can't wait to start trying that one out <laughs> our email address where you can send your questions is auto at mpbonline.org we're learning about that check engine light but that's just between your vehicle repair questions what's in the news i'm going to tell you next you're listening to autocorrect on mpb think radio the information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you have Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes. That was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. I'm Jen White with NPR. If you're fortunate enough to have collected a few classic cars over the years, here's a thought. Give them a new life by donating one or more to support this station. They'll be matched with interested buyers, collectors just like you who know a great car when they see one. You free up some space in the garage, the classic car gets a new home, and proceeds support this station. It's a win-win. Thanks in advance. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Today is the first day for our new expert host, Coach Charlie. Charles Melton, recently retired instructor from the Clinton High School Automotive Technology Program. I'm Liz Gill. And we are so excited. I haven't listened to Allison's. I think it's only had one new podcast. Allison left us to become a TikTok star and do her own podcasts. But remember, you can find her on social media, The Lady Auto Mechanic. She was always encouraging folks to follow her on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. She can answer your questions there. But if you call in here, you can get lots of information from us and one way you can get information from us is from our smartphone app it's the mpb public media app in addition to listening to our show on the mpb public media app you can click on the support button and make a contribution to help keep our programs on the air for you and for others to enjoy thank you so much for your contributions to mississippi public broadcasting Remember, AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. We're talking about that check engine light on your dashboard in between your vehicle repair questions. And we do have a vehicle repair question from Raylani, who has called in from Hattiesburg. 
Oh, no, no, not yet. Ha <laughs> uh, Let's learn a little bit more about Coach Charlie. Coach, where did you learn to be a mechanic? How did you first start? I was in the military, and that's where I got my training on uh, automotives and diesels. Uh, I was a diesel mechanic before I became an automotive mechanic. We're very excited about that. So after you got that that bug, you got the touch of it from being in the Army, did you go through the ASC certification program? Yes, I am an ASE uh, master technician. Excellent. And and how 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 much book learning do you have to have for that uh, master technician? Well, you got to understand you got to take nine tests and they're on every part of the vehicle. And so there was a lot of learning in order to get that. I've had them for 20 years. Excellent. Excellent. We're talking about the check engine light. One of the previous callers mentioned that he had gone to... Uh, an auto shack, an auto zone, an O'Reilly's, and they plug in and read the check engine light. How, on the gradation of mechanical skills and awareness and information, how, how good is that? That is a card reader. All it, does, all it does is read the code in the vehicle, and you need to know what each one of those numbers represent, and there's always several different things that could make that car and codes come up. Just because you there's a code on it, it does not tell you how to fix the car. It okay. just leads you in a direction. All right. So that, you know, you can go there and your your good buddy who works there will tell you what the code is. He'll tell you it's 0031, but then you have to tell, find someone who can know, is that an emergency or is that a... Well, get get to it as soon as you can. Well, one code will cause another code to come up, and so there's multiple symptoms to uh, different uh, codes in the vehicle. All right. Different different symptoms. Oh, so, you know, just because you know what the check engine light is, it could be the sensor, it could be the thing, and you need to find someone who's savvy right. <laughs> enough to know what that is. You need to understand, too, on these engine codes is that, what you're looking at it could be part of a system like if it's a fuel system if it's the evamp system or if it's the gas system or the pollution system of the catalytic converter it could be all kinds of things and it who, who needs one of these code readers on their phone or you know to go purchase one well, there's a lot of uh, home mechanics that do that now, the uh, just car operators. But if you're going to take it to a shop or somebody, you need a scan tool so you could read live data on that vehicle as well okay. to, so you could understand what it's doing. All right. So it, if you're savvy enough to know, to be able to figure out what the code means, then you would know how to take it. But there's much higher ability to diagnose that than, than just people need. Yes, the code, uh, when you take it to Auto uh, Zone or O'Reilly's or anywhere else, they're trying to sell you a part, and you can spend a lot of money on parts that don't fix the problem. All right. Now let's go to Raylani in Hattiesburg. Raylani, be sure to uh, welcome Coach Charlie on his first day to AutoCorrect, and then tell us what's your comment or question. Well, welcome, Charlie. Thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> Uh, I have a Toyota Prius. It's an 06, a 06. It has 122 plus miles on it. 
and the dealer uh, told me that they didn't think the car was worth anything. And uh, what does one do when you end up with a car? I would think I've always had a good um, service from Toyota uh, up until this happened. And um, at first they couldn't find anything wrong with the car, even though it, it um, had a clicking sound. And that clicking sound has has ended up. Um, they said they fixed the air conditioner. I had no problems with the air conditioning system. Uh, so uh, to say that a car has no trade-in value uh, and it's in good shape, except for the fact that now they say it needs a battery, and I know the battery is around two thousand dollars and plus to put it in, and the uh, the clicking sound was some part that was not pumping oil to the brake on, on one wheel. Did they fix the clicking sound? No. Okay. In fact, they kept not hearing it, and I, I recorded it and took it out to the manager so she could hear it. Okay. Now, when you get a oh, – that's a 2006, you got to understand that, is now uh, – 16 years old, 15 years old, yes. and yes. a battery, like say that battery is like $2,000, how much Correct. is, if, if the car is still good to you, because I got a Toyota, I'll just tell you, I got a Toyota uh, Camry that has 360,000 miles on it, and yes. if, if I was taking it somewhere for trade-in value or trying to sell it, it's not worth much. But for me, uh-huh. it is still a good car. So it's according yes. how you like the car and if it's still a good car for you. Because you will not get much from it from a dealer or somebody buying it. Yeah, I understand that. So that it, it just depends. It's so hard to get a car right now. We're really in a change of uh of technology and fuel, you know, in the next 10 years, which I won't probably won't be living, but in the next 10, 15 years, they are looking at electric. And so what are people going to do with all these gas cars? Until they phase out uh, petroleum, they'll still drive those gas cars. Until they, uh, until they get the infrastructure in America where the they can plug their cars in, they'll still have petroleum because everybody cannot afford an EV right now because they're very expensive. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Right. And so if you can't afford it, you're still going to drive that uh, gasoline vehicle or diesel vehicle. Okay. Well, look, thank you very much. And and the program is one that is very helpful for most people anyway. Well, thank you. Thanks, Raylani. We appreciate you calling in. Hey, I teased about uh, in the news. So what was in the news is yesterday I went to the fair and had some fair food and saw all of those gorgeous antique cars that they've got in our brand-new trademark 
at uh, the Mississippi State Fairgrounds. Have have you? Are you a antique car buff? How, do you like to go look at cars, or you mostly like to tinker with them? Well, I tinker with them. I've had several of them. I've had a '63 and a half Galaxy 500, uh, '79 Corvette. So I like tinkering with them as well. Look at them. All right. Michelle, have you been to the fair yet to to take a round and take a gander at some of those gorgeous cars? Unfortunately, this year I have not gone down to the fair, and I'm trying to get my corn and the cinnamon roll and And those staples. I don't do the biscuit. Believe it or not, I'm not the biscuit person, but I do have some staples that I want to get in. I know Sunday is the last day. I'm going to try to make it down there just to get something to eat um, before it's gone. Well, I told Java Chapman because I saw for the first time they had uh, buffalo uh, uh, cauliflower wings that Java likes to, they make those at his house. We were saying that on Next Stop Mississippi uh, when we interviewed uh, the director of the fair that they're going to have more vegan options because the vegan world is getting larger and larger and you go to the fair and you want to eat but you don't want to eat any meat so we knew that they were going to have a lot more um, options this year. Pins has those uh, fried uh, green beans, and uh, I don't know that there's any natural products in uh, fried Oreos. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like fried broccoli. Have you? Had- oh, love fried. Oh. Yes, that's good. Oh, okay, wait. Now, we got, this we is not to do with cars. This is not decent. Let's get back to cars. Right. <laughs> but if you do go to the state fair and go to the trade mart, you can make a donation to the Blair Batson's Children's Hospital, and you get a little form where you can pick out and vote for your favorite car at the car show. Uh, let's take a call from Warren, who has called in from Indianola. Warren, I'm so glad you've called in today to AutoCorrect. Welcome to Coach Charlie on his very first day as our host for AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? I have a question. Go ahead. All right. I have a 2006 Kia Optima LX six-cylinder, and I brought it in for AC work. And the floor was messed up and a little relay. So they fixed all that. But he said this particular model does not come with a cabin filter. So there's all kinds of debris and leaves, he said, that was stuck. And so he would have to remove the dash to get all that out of there. Because it's blowing cool, but when you put your hand up to the vent, it's very little uh, it's coming out. So I want to know. Is there a way to remove that without removing the dash? Well, I don't know if there's a way to remove it without removing the dash because they got to open up the box. It's called an evaporator box, and the mm-hmm. fan blows across the evaporator, and that's where all that trash gets stuck right through there, and it gets stuck up in the vents. Uh, there are a lot of vehicles out there that do have cabin filters, but there's a lot of them that do not have cabin filters. Right. But there's uh, not. Could you recommend a place that does that? Well, it's according to how much you want to spend because to move to remove a dash and fix that is about a thousand dollars. Right. Uh, what would, where place uh, would you recommend to take it? Well, everything else is solid: the front end, tranny, motor, all that is good. You know, it's only got hundred twenty thousand on it. And where do you live at now? I live in Ridgeland. In Ridgeland, uh, let's see. What you need to do is find you a, do you have a regular mechanic now or a regular shop you take it to? 
Okay, well they're not going. They're not going to do that. Uh, what you're going to need to do is find you someone that works on air conditioner in town. And I don't really the people that I use they closed down just recently due to uh, COVID. But right. what you do need to do is find somebody that will work on air conditioner and they will pull that dash. Now, personally, myself, I don't like pulling dashes because things start breaking inside the dash, and then it costs a lot more money. Uh huh. Okay. Well, uh, I guess I'll take it to an AT place and yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about that one, Warren. <laughs> I I feel your pain. I think I have a 07 Dodge Grand Caravan, and they said you want me to change your air filter, cabin air filter. Oh yeah. Well, I have to take the dash out to do it, and I went, oh no. Okay, so uh, Warren, thanks so much for calling in. We are discussing the check engine light, and we're taking your repair questions. You can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. Coach, Casey Williams is a a friend of the show who lives in uh, Indianapolis, the home of the Speedway, and he... People just give him cars to drive around and test, and he puts up these YouTube videos. So he's anxious to meet you. That's great. This is his latest on a Subaru Outback. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. The 2022 Subaru Outback Wilderness Edition is for the Outback owner who just wants a lot more in their vehicle. On the outside, it's a lot sportier. Black cladding on the front, around the wheel wells, just looks really, really cool. On the inside, you've got faux leather seats you can wipe down after a day of adventure. The rear cargo compartment's all rubber lined. You put your mountain bikes in there and you scrub that right out. A lot of comforts and safety too though. You've got a tablet style touchscreen. You've got crash avoidance systems all the way around, including lane centering, steering, and front auto brake. And then it has the new dual mode, X mode system, so you can configure the powertrain for deep snow and mud. Under the hood, this is also the quickest Subaru Outback ever made, zero to 60 in under six seconds. You've got 260 horsepower turbocharged four-cylinder. Gas mileage isn't terrible at 22 miles per gallon city, 26 highway. But of course, all this comes at a price. Starts right around $37,000, Hours as equipped, just under $40,000. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Stay tuned after this live show. It's 
at 11 a.m. at Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. I'm Liz Gill. Our expert host on his very first day is Coach Charlie, Charles Melton, seasoned and accredited mechanic and automotive instructor. Thank you for volunteering to be part of our show. You're so welcome. I enjoy it. Well, and we, we love our Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, but she has moved on. You can find her on TikTok and social media and her own podcast. Man, we're going to try to get to uh, Michelle, Roger, TJ, and Buddy, but... But let's start with Michelle in Starkville. Michelle, uh, thanks for calling in today. What's your comment or question for Coach Charlie? Hi. Um, I have had a problem with mice getting into my car. Uh, they, During the lockdown, I worked from home. I didn't hardly use my car. And they did a lot of damage to electrical wiring. Um, so is there, um, other than keeping food out, uh, is there anything else I can do to keep the mice out? Go out there and crank that vehicle up uh, quite often because what it is, that vehicle gets hot and they're not going to stay on a hot engine. But what they're doing, they're eating the insulation and they're eating that getting down to that copper wire that's inside that vehicle. Because, uh-huh. I don't know, they get some kind of charge out of that battery system as they <laughs> eat the wires. Wow. Okay. So just like at least once a week to start the car? Yeah, start the car, let it run, let it get hot, because they're not going to stay on a hot engine. All right, that's great. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks, Michelle. Let's go to Buddy in Greenville. Buddy, say hey to Coach Charlie on his very first day of AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Absolutely. Welcome, Coach. Uh, Thank you. Hey, you folks. All right, so I've got a 2008 Ram 1500 5.7 with about 92,000 miles on it. Okay. Got a check engine light. Went to O'Reilly, and I put the uh, code reader on it. And I got a is exhaust return valve uh, code, which we ended up looking up. Um, looked it up on YouTube. It looks fairly uh, fairly easy to, to work on. I'm kind of a mechanical guy, and I'm an electronics technician by trade. Um, my question is that on the exact same day that this engine light came on with the ERB uh, code, the uh, blower motor for the AC unit went out and I know working in my world uh, sometimes things run concurrent you'll have one thing go out and then it'll take it take down another uh, system as well and I was told by the um, person at O'Reilly that the ERV problem was what took out the blower motor and I just wanted to uh, get your insight on onto that because I'm I, I was just curious about it. I mean, I can fix both of them myself, but uh, just kind of wondering uh, what what your thoughts are on that. And I will I will take your answer offline. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, there are two different systems there. Air conditioning system does not run off the ERV. That's a exhaust system. Exhaust system has something to do with the engine. And the air conditioner, the blower motor has something to do with the air conditioner. So I'm going to tell you, they're not going to take and knock each other out at all. Because the exhaust system, like I say, you're talking about the flow of the exhaust. The exhaust goes back into the intake and it cools the engine. It does a lot of stuff with the EGR. That's the exhaust uh, gas recirculating system is what it's called. Well, buddy, I don't know. Things come in threes. I'd be careful <laughs> if, I, if I were you. Let's uh, let's finish up with Roger, who's called in from Florence. Roger, welcome Coach Charlie to AutoCorrect for us, and then tell us what your question or comment is. 
Well, that's number one. Welcome, Coach Charlie. Hang in there. Thank you'll get you. A lot of dumb questions, but you'll get a lot of good <laughs> questions, and you're going to have a lot of fun. And thank you for what you're doing, and please keep it up. Had an old friend who's gone now called Henry Winstead, an old individual mechanic who taught me how to keep the animals from chewing the wires on my car. I replaced a lot of little pigtails, you know, that the mice had chewed. Or squirrels mainly. Right. And that is, you get an old sock, doesn't have too many holes in it, and you put mothballs in it, and you hang it up inside under the hood somewhere, and you don't have any problems. That works, and it doesn't hurt a thing. And it'll continue to work on any car if you can find a place to hang it um, yeah. where it'll just uh, keep that mothball smell. Yeah, I agree. They don't like mothballs. I agree there. Do you need to take now, it out when you drive? Well, it's according to where you're hanging oh, you it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't hang it down near the floor. <laughs> yeah. The question I wanted to ask about was, well, two things. No, we only got time for one thing super quick. You got about 15 okay, seconds. Okay, quickly, why not uh, cover up all the vents with inside the car with, uh, I don't know what, but a pillow, pillows, and, and put a real powerful air blower and blow the heck out of those vents back out. Wouldn't that work to unclog vents? Well, you're going to get stuck according to where the, if the door is closed or open or closed. It's according if the uh, debris can get back out of it. Oh, all right. Well, and that, that'd be a lot of vents, too. Okay. Roger, thank you so much for calling in. Hey, Coach Charlie, I know you've been a guest before, but this was your first run at host. How'd it go? Oh, I loved it. Great. Oh, thank I, you. I'm so glad. We're going we're gonna to keep you on your toes with all these questions. So, Coach Charlie, your knowledge is just fantastic. Thank you, Jay White. Thank you, Michelle McAdoo. It's, we're all a big team here, and we've got Coach Charlie who's joined our team. We miss our previous team member, Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, but we are so excited about following her on social media. I'm Liz Gill. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.